Welcome to Stock Markets with KR, a podcast where I share my journey of the financial markets and my analysis and insights. So I'm glad to see you here and let's get started. see how you'll see how it unfolds in the meanwhile though you can always uh, you can So ever since I got started with the markets full time, I became the go-to guy for financial info for all my friends and one of the most asked questions they've asked me is what to invest in, where do I invest? I've got a DMAT account, but what, where do I pack the funds? And now being someone who isn't really registered with SEBI or NSE or any other body, I can't legally give advice or recommendations. But I do try to help everyone understand what avenues there are, you know, that you can possibly potentially look into and invest in. Again, nothing that I say in this episode is a recommendation or an advice or uh, anything of that sort. It really is purely for informational and educational purposes. And of course, if you end up losing all your money, you can't come sue me because that, that that's just not how this works. But anyway, uh, you know, lately I felt that there's an increase in the number of people who want to explore investing and I thought I'd share my two cents on all the different asset classes there are. We, we all know about MFs and stocks, but what else is there? So that's going to be there. And I've also, uh, you know, done a little Q&A on my, on my Discord server and on my Instagram. So I've taken a couple of questions from that too. So... You know, before we begin, it's always important to understand that all investments are subject to market risk. So, you know, you need to understand where you're putting in your money. And uh, yeah, let, let's let's begin. So the first asset class that I wanted to include in this one is physical assets. And the amount of investments one can categorize under this are vast. You know, right from gold to exotic cars and watches, it really does include everything. And uh, typically though, it's just gold and real estate. It's the most common investment class for everyone. Just the other day, uh, uh, one one physiotherapist was telling me that, hey, you know, all my investment is in gold. We really believe in gold. So all, you know, that's the case. That's going to be the case for so many people, right? So that is a physical asset. And, uh, you know, the good thing with these assets is that they are real. And in many cases, you can gain non-monetary returns from these. And, uh, you know, whether it's wearing your gold or driving that car or wearing that watch or just looking at a painting in your house, it carries real value. It also has that emotional value of, you know, wow, I really like looking at this thing and so on. So 
that is that is another another advantage of these things and uh, not only is the asset tangible but it's also something that can give you a bit more satisfaction which is very important for a lot of people but the downside is that except for gold most of these physical assets aren't very liquid and the prices of these assets are controlled by brokers and you know it's it's, it's a different vast entire topic but what you need to know is that the prices aren't liquid there just aren't enough people that price discovery stage hasn't really been reached yet fully and uh, that's why you know what we're seeing is what we're seeing so these these assets are uh, are really reserved for people who can take semi informed decisions at the very least for instance if you look at exotic cars something that i'm very very into it it's only really possible to invest in an exotic car if you know your cars if you know the market and if you know what people want so unless you know that you you're just going to end up buying a terrible terrible car and then that will depreciate like most other ones so that's the first and foremost investment class that you need to know about the first thing that comes to everyone's mind when you mention investing these days is stocks right from rakesh junjunwala to warren buffett these famous investors have made stocks synonymous with massive massive wealth and most recently that tv show scam 1992 if i believe that i, I haven't watched it yet but it it shows the infamous side of the markets uh, but coming back to the point the reality of the markets is very different from what warren buffett and what all these uh, you know renowned investors speak because of course they they're just going to paint one side of the uh, of the picture in general good companies do appreciate in the long run and an interesting you know method of investing is to just buy shares that that make your favorite products for instance maggi owned by nestle india and uh, i'm i'm into cars as i said I, i i like detailing cars and washing cars and all that 3m makes many 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 products for that so that's again one one sort of investment that's the fact that uh, that you know it can take people days or weeks to select stocks and uh, to invest in and even then there's a very good chance in the first first uh, sort of period that you hold it in and the thing is you know when the covid dip first happened when the march sell off first started many new investors were terrified because their investments were eroding by 30 40% practically overnight and I, i was checking linkedin and someone said that hey that's just equities for you that's how these things are if you don't have the stomach for it you know put it put your money somewhere else and unfortunately as as uh, yeah, as rough that as it, as it sounds it really is the truth if you can't digest risk first investing is just not going to be there for you because you you, you just have to uh, make do with abysmal gains or you'll just have to digest that risk and and you know move on with life and you know making good returns in general requires a lot of discipline a lot of patience and of course skill this holds true regardless of whether you talk about indian stocks or us stocks or whichever stock so uh, that, that that that's equities for you kya mutual funds sahi is the real question we should be asking and the answer is a solid it depends 
Now let, let me explain. The returns you will get with mutual funds are entirely based on the fund you choose. Some funds and some fund houses uh, you know, have a history of ripping off investors by charging high fees and just underperforming in general. A fund manager's track record matters. It, it's generally said that if a fund manager has been with the AMC or you know, the fund house, the asset management company for a long time and has delivered consistent returns, it could potentially be a better investment. ETFs exist too. You know, they are basically publicly traded mutual funds that you can buy. The most common example for us Indian people is Nifty Bees, which mimics Nifty. It's a mutual fund ETF for Nifty. And I believe uh, Kevin O'Leary, this is some person I mentioned in my last episode also, is a big fan of the S&P 500, which has given him great returns, outperforming even some regular MFs. So S&P 500 ETFs are something that he has personally invested in, you know, as far as I remember. And it's a lot, it's a, it's, it's something that a lot of other people do as well. So that's, that's one investment avenue that many people look into. And, uh, you know, whether you talk about actively managed funds, which are your regular large cap, multi cap funds, or these passively managed ones like, you know, S&P 500 and, and so on, which sort of mimic an index, it is going to be a good sort of thing to look into. Now, the type of fund, you know, equity versus debt versus large cap versus others, dividend versus growth, all of those, there are several permutations and combinations that you can look at uh, while deciding a fund. And, you know, there are dedicated websites for that. And there's just a whole lot of, just a whole lot of research that is recommended to be done. Whether you actually do it or not really depends on, uh, really depends on what sort of an investor you are. But, Again, it's 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 not as simple as just you know transferring funds uh, to to that AMC's account and then you magically just see appreciation. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. The next investment class I wanted to talk about are called thematic investments. These new age investments include baskets of securities and they're very similar to MFs in terms of how easy it is to purchase them. But you save, you know, you save on some of the drawbacks that MFs typically have. For instance, you may have baskets of certain industries like pharma tech, you know, the top performing pharma companies, top performing tech companies and so on. Or you can have baskets based on risk, which is, you know, if you are willing to take 10% risk, here are a bunch of stocks that you can invest in and you just, you know, buy that and you directly get exposure to that. So the point here is that the asset allocations are not as rigid as MFs, which give you more flexibility on what you want exposure in. And uh, there are quite a few platforms where you can do this. Again, it's it's because it's more of a new sort of thing. Not everyone offers it. You won't see traditional MFs offering it. But I personally have seen two. One is small case for the Indian markets. One is Stockel. They have their stacks and that that's mainly for the international markets where you've got, you know, international based uh, um, stacks, just international based baskets, basically. So those are two options that I have heard of. I'm sure there are many others, but an increasing amount of people are moving to these types of investments due to the added flexibility. They're great for those who don't want to track and rebalance portfolios manually. I personally don't have exposures in thematic investments as you know my main work is to track and rebalance my portfolio but it just makes 
sense for so many people and I do know certain people who have uh, benefited from thematic investments of course they are not completely risk free they are you know it's all the market risks that are applicable to other uh, investments are applicable to thematic investments as well but it's just an easier sort of way a different way of investing uh, your money in something which is just new and upcoming this episode would be incomplete without the 21st century's hottest investment avenue and that's crypto. So I personally know little about crypto, but I was offered an opportunity where I would be working directly with important people at the BTC Foundation. Uh, but crypto is personally something that I don't understand, so I passed on that opportunity. And uh, that's, that's the biggest hurdle, right, for many people. They don't understand what crypto is. They just see that, hey, Bitcoin's going up good thing to invest in and perhaps the best example for this is uh, Masayoshi-san if I'm pronouncing his name right uh, basically the founder of uh, of SoftBank he said that he still doesn't understand crypto even though they've got like 200 million or something invested in uh, in in Bitcoin which is very odd but then you know there's just there is scope to make money because there is volatility you know seasoned veterans uh, do I do recommend some exposure but because it's such a new thing and it's such an unknown thing it's so different from the other investment classes not a lot of people actually do end up investing in crypto at least from here in India so you know that's something to consider uh, again I personally don't have crypto exposure uh, but I do know people who have a lot of crypto exposure and who've made good returns on their crypto investments Let's move to the Q&A though. So the first question I was asked is what are REITs and how can you invest in global markets? Now, the simplest way to think of a REIT or a real estate investment trust is to imagine a mutual fund but with income producing properties instead of stocks. And when I say properties, I mean real estate properties. And that's really all there is to it, you know, at least from an investor's point of view. It's great if you suck at picking out good rental properties and want real estate exposure, uh, you know, or, or you know, if you don't have enough cash for a good property yet, you can also look into REITs. But uh, the returns vary, you know, six to seven percent to more than double or six to seven percent. But I, I personally think that uh, REITs aren't as good because uh, you know the, the kind of risk that you're taking is not really in proportion to the return that you typically get and again all of this depends on the specific fund that you're choosing on the specific REIT that you're choosing but as a blanket statement if you can even uh, have a blanket statement for REITs is that I personally don't invest in them and the reason why I don't is because I just feel that uh, the risk to reward is sort of skewed and uh, again that that's that's my personal view now coming to the second part of this question I've answered this in the previous episode but in short there are plenty of platforms where you can create an account and you know you can just start investing in global markets fairly easily the second question is is crypto legal in india now it's a gray area according to someone from the btc foundation that i spoke to as i said uh, there are ways to legally invest in crypto if you have a foreign wallet uh, but the current level of compliance hassles are enough for me so i personally don't get into crypto or nor do i recommend it to anyone 
purely because you know you just end up making life a lot harder if you end up getting into those uh, compliance hassles for me personally that's my view but yeah all right so i hope this clears things up there are tons of investment avenues out there but what matters is what's right for you now i personally have an exposure in stocks and mfs debt and equity and that works for me you know maybe in the future that will change and uh, the thing is with investment and finance and you know even trading there's rarely one size fits all you you really need to find what works for you and you need to just make sure that you do more of that and in this episode particularly i've i've tried to highlight the flaws of uh, certain investment classes more than i've tried to highlight uh, the pros of them because typically what we see online is that everyone just glorifies investing in these uh, classes just so much so what you're left is with just a one sided view of how investing and how finance works and that's not something that i personally stand for so i've tried to you know talk about the other other side of it as well uh, so it doesn't really mean to uh, you know say that hey investing is bad or it's always going to be risky or it's you know it's always going to be bad because it will always be risky but the point that i really want to drive is that all investments will carry risks you just have to live with it and again you have to live with what you can live with you need to find what works for you and you need to do that so uh, i hope this was helpful for you i hope i did not confuse you further and uh, i hope that 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 you you're going to wait for more so that's it for this one see you in the next Thank <music> you.